from the River Thames to Silicon Valley, all across this vast wasteland known as Gitmo Nation. Coming to you once again from the United Kingdom in Guilford, where it's a beautiful 30 degrees centigrade, first beautiful day we've had in weeks. I'm Adam Curry. I'm John C. Dvorak here in northern Silicon Valley, also known as Gitmo West. <laughs> or is it east? Are we west or You're east west. from you? I don't know. Uh, it depends on which no, way I'm looking. You go the other way. <laughs> yeah, true, true. Let's just call it Gitmo West, and I'll be Gitmo East. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Hey, John, how you doing? How's the weather over there? It's been, it's been so nice here today. I'm hoping you got well, something we had Well, we had a boiling midweek, and then the fog rolled in, and now, right now, it's completely overcast with, with our marine layers. So, I don't know. You know, sometimes the classic pattern is they'll burn off by about, you know, noon or so, but this looks like it's going to be just a cold day. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Well, wasn't it really hot earlier the week? I mean, like, smoldering hot? Yeah, it hot? was boiling. Yeah. It was, like, hitting, you know, 90. Yeah, I heard you complaining about that on uh, Tech 5. <laughs> Yeah, well, you could hear the sweat coming off the microphone. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, man, I hope you got a lot of the emails I got about you and your pistachio nuts from last week. I got one, uh, but I, must... I didn't have any. So I don't know what that was. I wasn't eating anything. I didn't notice it. At the beginning it, of the show, I was finishing a sandwich or something, and then, uh, you know, but I didn't eat throughout the show. The uh, guy's crazy. I and don't I don't eat pistachio nuts. But <laughs> it, was, uh, it was a couple of... Wait a minute. There's something really... Is maybe oh I see my numlock is on that'll do it. Fuck I hate that. Um, no I, I must have gotten ten emails from people saying hey man like do they not have your your email address is it so hard to find out how to email you? They're always emailing one. me with I this. I got an email. Oh, that's one, all I need. One. But I, I got don't ten. Need that. I don't need to be hounded like you do. Ah <laughs> oh, thank you. I've had a really uh, long uh, interesting week. If you're interested. Oh, well, you would, now we have a, the number of topics to discuss. The only one I, I have to discuss is why I don't think Obama is electable, because I mentioned it to my Twitter army. But um, but you, obviously we have more interesting things to talk about. Not, no, not, well, there's a lot to talk about. The one thing I wanted to say is, you know, uh, there's this flu going around um, the U.K., and uh, it's in uh, on the continent as well. And it's like a 48-hour, it hits you in the stomach, and then it you know makes you sweat, and you get a fever, and then it goes to your back and your legs, and then it almost... Oh, the old stomach flu we used to call that here. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> stomach flu, that's it. That's uh, what we call it. Yeah, but it's not one of those long, drawn-out ones. You know, it's like really No, no, intense. stomach flu's always fast. Yeah. So I had it on uh, Tuesday, um, and then Patricia and Christina both had it on Thursday. Luckily, you know, so I kind of hobbled along because Wednesday she celebrated her 18th birthday, which was an absolute blast. We had a great fucking time. Your wife? <laughs> yes, indeed. No, Christina, <laughs> of course. And we, well, uh, congratulate her. Yes, I shall. And she, um, you know, so we, uh, a good friend of ours owns this, uh, like the, it's, a, it's probably the largest nightclub complex in Surrey, the whole county, uh, but it's in Guilford. And, uh, so he has, you know, like, uh, it's like he has a nightclub, then he's got, you know, separate, like 3,000 person nightclub, then he's got a, a pole a dancing. No, no, he's got a pole dancing, uh, place as one part, and then this other one, Bar Mambo, and so we were allowed to use uh, all of Bar Mambo, uh, with, uh, with staff, with bouncers, mind you. There's nothing like, it's so cool when you do a birthday party. And uh, so everyone has to have, you know, and you can work over your guests. Yes, exactly. It was it was amazing. It was so much fun because like 150, 200 kids. I mean, this is a big deal. But what's cool about these British kids, John, 
you know, it was an 80s uh, party, so it was supposed to be 80s clothing, and a lot of them came in... Um, well, what, what is 80s clothing? Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. This is the choices they made. Um, real, so, like, Breakfast Club, uh, you know, remember the movie? Yeah. Uh, um, you know, so kind of like the linen uh, suits, uh, but a lot of them had... Uh, you know, it's interesting to see what the Brits then... Uh, you know, portray is okay. This is real '80s Americana, and it was all like geeky stuff. So a lot of them had you know big horn rim glasses on and pocket protectors and suspenders. All the stuff from the '50s. <laughs> exactly. Well, I think it was on Vogue a while uh, in the '80s, and a lot of them had uh, you know like a. Olivia yeah, it was on Vogue as a retro '50s. Yes, but exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, yeah. the history repeats. A lot of them had um, like Olivia Newton-John, let's get physical type outfits. It was it was it was really funny. And '70s. That was it was and that was N seventies true, but that was kind of the the gamut that, uh, that they yeah came because there, the eighties have no theme and so everyone just was a mess. Well, okay. the, uh, shoulder pads and big hair. A lot of people had that as well. Um, but also, you know, the the we, we had a band and they played uh, a whole range of eighties. And when you listen to that, you know, that also was quite diverse. I mean, you may think it was all kind of the same, but really, and, you know, from Michael Jackson to the Eurythmics to um, you know, some of the 80 hair bands. There was a lot of different music in the 80s. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, honestly, there's a lot of this people joking about the 80s. And, uh, I think it's, uh, that's not fair. Uh, the 80s was pretty cool. Great. Well, they were definitely cool for you, but I, I, I don't see the 80s as a distinctive decade that has a lot of style. It, no, it, but it's not, that's what, well, maybe that's the point is that it, it was, it was a weird decade, but it was, Musically, there was a big shift, a big change that went from this uh, 70s disco. Uh, you know, we passed through kind of the punk phase. And then, you know, we moved, you know, I th for me, it was kind of like um, Duran Duran. A lot of the uh, the English, um, you know, Depeche Mode. Uh, so we kind of had that. And then that right, got very the, the highly, techno stuff. Then, yeah, then techno, got yeah, highly, yeah. highly commercialized. But a lot of what happened in the 80s was really the development of the skills of using computers to create music. I mean, that that's really what the 80s was, I think. And, well, uh, it's, yeah, I'm not going to argue that. It just seems to me that of all the decades, if you wanted to have a retro party, you know, I'd do the 20s or the 30s or the, not the 40s so much, the 50s for sure. Well, John, The 70s has a possibility. You got sure. the hippie thing. It'd be more well, interesting John, to have John, the peak John, science. John, when you, celebrate, when you celebrate your 18th birthday, I'll let you choose the theme. Don't worry. We'll get a 20s just, band in for you. That's not like I'm critical here. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. I don't see what the, you know, I don't see it being interesting. But the bar must have been cool. The bar was cool, and uh, and so you know we carded everyone. So if they were eighteen or over, then they were allowed to drink. And of course, it was a free bar, so that that made for some. I think the, the, we had our few first puker around uh, nine forty five. <laughs> God, <laughs> free booze! Yay! Yeah. <laughs> but it, but no, nah, I mean it, it was not a. Uh, a, a Sodom and Gomorrah. It, it was, and all these British kids. It amazes me because we would just, you know, we hung out until you know around. What 11. was the bar tab? Oh, please! <laughs> I don't even want to go there. Come on! No, no, no. Um, uh, by the way, um, it was a gift from uh, from Mister Harper because that way we circumvented any issues of legality. So I didn't pay for it at all. There you go. Wow. Um, what was I going to say? I don't know. I don't know. I think anyway, that, one, so, that so, one stumped you. Yeah. So my daughter now feel, uh, feels that she's uh, she's legal. She went straight out the next day and got a tattoo. She says, my first legal tattoo, Dad. I'm like, oh, God. 
She's going to be covered from head to foot, just like Amy Winehouse. Well, it's what the kids are doing, man. I mean, it's not just the kids, the whole world. And, the, you know, people have been putting tattoos on their body for thousands of years. So you know. I don't see you all covered. I, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. I, I always tell my kids, I say, look, it, tattoos are one thing, but here's here's the way I see it. It's like buying a sweater and then having to wear it for the rest of your life. Yeah. Do you have that much confidence in your sense of style? John, I've done the speech, I wrote the book, I directed the movie. <laughs> she went out and got a tattoo. No, this is not her first, this is her third. Oh, like I said, she's going to be covered from head to foot. Yep. Yeah. She got a, um, uh, what is it, a G-cleft, uh, you know, musical note mm. uh, yeah. on her ankle. Oh, she bad. got. No, nah, she got it for and with a little heart next to it. She says, oh, I got this for my uh, my grandfather, who was a musician. Said, so I'll always, I'll always be remember, uh, reminded of him. Ah, way to tug at the heartstrings. Yeah, well, wait until she has the big giant uh, thing on her on her biceps. <laughs> okay, can't wait. Another experience <laughs> on his way. <laughs> Film at eleven. Um, so okay, tell me. Uh, I mean, we we got lots of stuff to talk about, man. But definitely uh, lay into the unelectability of Obama. Uh, well, there's a couple of things, but let's before we do that, let's use it as a teaser since uh, we really want to hear about your visit. Ah, with the Pleiadian. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I have stuff to tell. Now All back right. to Obama. <laughs> Come on, let's do this first. No, 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 no. Let's uh, let's tease it. Come on, man. Let's play. Now we have to talk about Obama. We got to talk about. Uh, hold up. We got to talk about. Uh, this the possibility of having an actual MILF in the White House? But a VP ILF, they call oh her. Oh, my. It's, we have to call her VILF. No, they have the <laughs> website, VPILF.com oh, already. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I just think VILF is better. So, uh, uh, well, awesome. I don't know. I mean, I actually predicted that it was going to be her some months back. Really? Oh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if it was on this show or someplace else, but two or three people were trying to track it down so I can, like, gloat about it but but in, in the in the hindsight um i let, think let, romney just, would have let, been a better choice let's just say for the uh, audience who doesn't know we're talking about sarah palin uh who is uh john right or, or or as she's otherwise known as tina fey the, uh, that's it man and you know what it's like i can just imagine her taking those glasses off and then pulling that hair loose and shaking it ah <sighs> <laughs> yeah. Well, my wife doesn't like her right off the bat, but then I realized my wife doesn't like Tina Fey either. <laughs> so I think it's a look. She, she, I saw you blog that uh, Sarah Palin, Tina Fey. I saw that separated yeah, then birth. I found yeah. out that John Stewart did it, and then uh, he oh, actually yeah. did it with two other additional ones. He said first he showed her as you know Tina Fey, then I forgot who was some some other actress who she also looks like, and then the kicker, which of course would be uh, the result of professional writers, the kicker was and she also looks like every other sexy librarian <laughs> yes. on Cinemax yeah, exactly. <laughs> after midnight. Exactly. I love it. I love it. It, it. I mean, I was just like, you know, there's little you could have amazed me with to make this show really interesting. This show that as the that is the U.S. elections, and this did it. This I'm like, you've got me back in. I'm watching again. This is cool. <laughs> this is absolutely cool. Well, what I thought was interesting is the fact, and I think the thing that's going to, you know, if Obama manages to win, which I still don't think he can do it, but uh, it's the it's the fact that the Democrats 
who pride themselves as being the intellectuals, the college educated, the this and the that, are essentially voting for an out-and-out performer. I mean, if it was Britney Spears, apparently they would be voting for her because that's essentially what we're dealing with here. He is a performer. I mean, he's a great performer. Who else would pack a a stadium filled with 85,000 people except a performer? I mean, there are. Uh, I was watching some of the. By the close-ups. way, by the way, by the way, I think they could have charged ten bucks a head and still oh, packed the easily, stadium. easily. And and you know there were close-ups of of just people crying like they used to for Michael Jackson, which by the way was you know the same type of orchestration. It's exactly the same. It's just like looking at the choreography of a Michael Jackson appearance. Right. It's orchestrated that way. I mean, it's done professionally. This is you know this is. This is a great. It's the. It's probably the greatest show on earth, really, when you think about it. Well, I mean, essentially, they have they use Britney Spears' set designer to do the set, mm-hmm. which I thought was going to be hokey, but I thought, but in, in high, but looking at it, it actually worked very well. I didn't yeah. think it was a, it, as crazy as it sounded at the beginning. It looked good. It was essentially the Lincoln Memorial done in a sort of, sort of symbolic way. He came out and gave an. Uh, I thought it was a. Knockout speech, very well paced. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he had, he, had a, he had great rhythm because I was really paying attention to that. He he was right. you know it was it was just it was good rhythm. It was really into the vibe. Totally. The the content was no different than a Kennedy speech of you know a Ted Kennedy speech in the nineteen uh, you know eighty eighty uh, nineteen eighty. Uh, I mean, it just seems to me it's there's no new content. I mean, you know, there's a lot of generalities about how we got to get back to work. We have to do this. We have to do yeah, that. Of course, we need of course. to cut taxes for the middle class. And but it was just the performance aspect. It was fascinating to me because in fact, you know, I don't you know whatever they want to say. Obama has has he's just basically a freshman senator has been in office for two years. Before that, he was a community organizer and a state senator, even though they compare him to Lincoln. You know, this still doesn't come up. You know, you know, I got to tell you, I saw Fox News do that, and they had Obama, then they had Lincoln, then they had Kennedy. I'm like, ooh, you know, you, you somehow it just wasn't the right sequence of pictures. <laughs> I'm serious. It, it re- I immediately went, oh, man, that's kind of weird. And then, you know, why the comparison to Lincoln? Because of the state, the home state? And- no, no. The, well, there's the home state, A, and the fact that Lincoln was, although he has probably twice the experience as Obama, they, he didn't have as much, you know, and they tried, they're trying to make the Lincoln connection because nobody can deny it because you can say anything you want, who's going to know? It's like, a, you know, 100. <laughs> it's a good story. We haven't, we haven't used any Lincoln iconography in a while. <laughs> 140 years old iconography. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, and, and, and the thing that gets me is that, you know, and I hate, you know, people go, ah, you just hate Obama. But, you know, he's, I don't know that he's ever had a job. Uh, worse, and I excuse don't know me, John, that, we, we've actually been accused of being racist, okay? It yeah, goes even I, I don't worse, know that he's ever worse. been in the union. I don't think he's ever been in a union. So, uh, I mean, how's I he, you know, so. I don't know who he's representing. But whatever the case is, he's a, he's a great performer. And people, these Democrats who are so deep, you know, are all... Th- you know, basically buying into a facade, so it's like fine with me. Yeah. But I think here's here's where I think he's not electable, and and it, I think by the way, I think it might actually be a good thing for the country if he was elected. So let me get that straight, because it would break a lot, change a lot of things. It'd be an interesting thing to go through. Um, but I think he's not elected because the Democrats themselves, I think, are indeed racists. Because they're the ones that seem to be preoccupied with it. Yep, and they're the ones who hold the majority. There's more Democrats. The Democrats could elect any president that comes, anybody that comes along for their party, because they actually own the numbers. There's more of them. You know, if they actually got the vote out, if they really like their own candidates, they could elect anybody. 
So that's a given, just based on the on the stats. Right now, the fact of the matter is, I think it's the Democrats who are racist, and I think it's some. At the end of the day, they're not going to vote him in because he's black. I'm just totally convinced of it. Um, and I think there's also going to be hit hard by the Republican. You know, the, the Republicans have been holding back on really blasting him because they still think they, you know, can coast to victory, and um, you know, they may be wrong. It was pretty spectacular. I, I thought the. Um... I thought the suspension of the rules and the uh, acceptance by um, ascension. What is that? What is it? What do they call it? Not as acclamation. Uh, acclamation. Ascension. Same thing. <laughs> now, that, now that's an interesting Freudian, Freudian slip. Freudian slip, huh? Yeah, that's very Freudian. Um, I thought that was a masterful stroke. I thought that was just so you know. And it was, it was more show business. That's what I'm talking about. I loved it. You know, we yield, we yield, we yield. Boom! She's walking in. She's at the mic. She's doing her thing. The shot wasn't perfect because there was a pole right in front of her head that was casting a shadow, and I yeah. would have moved the cameraman a little bit to the right. But otherwise, it was masterful, absolutely masterful. And you know, whatever. And the Clintons are so smart, man. They're they're so ready for 2012 or... Well, I'm hoping that, you know, whatever happens in this election, you have two possibilities for 2012. One, Palin, who's going to get beaten up anyway, will have a much more experience. Although, I am getting a little... I've only heard her a couple of times. And I think P.W. Fenton said it best. Because <laughs> there's, a, there's a thing going on on Twitter right now called Little Known Facts. Uh-huh. <laughs> And you can actually look it up on a search. Little known facts about Sarah Palin. And they've just kind of deteriorated. But in the early days of this, or the early days, early the, uh, yesterday morning, yeah, yeah. in the early days of this little gag, uh, the, there were some hilarious lines. And P.W. Fenton's was the little known fact about Sarah Palin. Her voice will can cut glass. <laughs> you know what? She reminds me of um, uh, Fargo. You, you know the movie? Yeah. Uh, You're talking about is, the, the cop with that screechy yeah, yeah, voice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's her name? Yeah, I don't know her name. I can't think of it. The actress who's married to the Cone brother. Who, uh, right. Cone brothers made the movie. She told, It's a Minnesota. Wasn't that Minnesota? Minnesota? Yeah, it's a Minnesota. Kind She's of got a little bit of a twang. Yeah, but you know what? You just, I just can't help myself. When I see her, have you seen the footage of her with like the, uh, the semi-automatic rifle? Yeah, yeah. Oh, She's that's so hot, man. They're hitting all of the <laughs> buttons. It's like ding, ding, ding. Dude, go Google uh, chicks in bikinis with automatic weapons. There are thousands of websites. This is a huge demographic they're tapping into. Well, that's an interesting point. Now, I one of the things I've been doing during the election is the... Uh, by the way, Bubba, oh, please, by the way, please, by the way, please Google another, that. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Here's another assertion of mine. I think the first woman president is going to be a Republican. I think the first black president is going to be a Republican. No. Whoa. Anyway, so here's here's one of the things I've been following because my son, who's you know going to an extremely liberal school, and he's and he's I would say typical college, chicken commie school, uh, yeah, college communist. <laughs> and uh, but he's a fan of Karl Rove. <laughs> he's a fan of Karl Rove. So I've been following Karl Rove. Karl Rove is now a correspondent like, on Fox. That's like hanging a, a poster of uh, Goebbels above your bed. <laughs> so Karl Rove is on Fox, and he's giving uh, analysis. And I'm thinking, these guys were – I have to give Fox credit because I still think they're production values and they have a lot of problems. But they – picked a home run hitter with this guy because he just comes in with a he comes in like a surgeon you know and he just dissects things everything, and he does it everything. unemotionally yeah 
Yeah, he's Goebbels, man. He's he's awesome. When it, uh, from a professional standpoint, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So he, he his thinking was the following, and this was before Sarah was picked. He says that the three elements of the Republicans right now, what they have to tap into, the three. Uh, demos that they have to grab because everything else is a given. You're going to get so many Democrats just going to vote for the Democrat. You're going to get so many Republicans just going to vote the Republican, no matter who it is. Right. And then you have the entire black population that's basically going to vote for the black man. So you have those things. Those are all fixed. So you, the rest of it is the variable in between. Um, Don't be so sure about the said, black vote, by the way. I wouldn't be that confident. Uh, right now, it's 94 to 1, all the polls say. Okay. Yeah, I know it's possible a few guys will bail at the end, but who knows. I think they're going to vote in droves. Uh, it's a bad matter of making sure that they actually come out. But let's just assume that, because that's what Rove does. Mm -hmm. And he says there's the three variables that you have to attack to get into the, and uh, to get into office, and you need two out of the three, and he named the three. He says one is the evangelicals, and he said, bef and he said this before Palin. He says uh, it's probably going to be a split. He's not going to get them. He says the other ones are v veterans. He says the veterans are going to vote for McCain no matter what. All right. the veterans. Right. And then he said the third group is the small business owners, which includes a lot of women. In fact, more women start small probably businesses. More women than men. Yeah. And he says that group is afraid of the Democrats in general and no matter what. Because of taxes. Uh, because of taxes. Mm -hmm. So they're freaked out. So he says he's probably he's probably got most of them. And, and he says the only one that's out are the evangelicals. So if, if Palin pulls them in, despite the fact that there's a lot of you know Republicans that don't like. She's a, according to some people, she's an extremely Christian evangelical type who, you know, oh, even that's had, even better. I'm going to break her spirit and make her my bitch. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> the, uh, <laughs> the, sorry. this may, may actually close the deal, even though everybody sees it as a huge blunder. Now, Rove could be wrong. Wow. A, but B, I don't know that he's ever been wrong. So I, so you know, I mean, he's the he's the master. But I've been listening to him take apart uh, all the speeches and all that stuff, and it's actually interesting because he does it without. Uh, he's just you can just tell this guy, and and he'll refer to different experts that I guess are his friends that are all around the country. They're different professors. They study different kinds of stat stats and they they're he's had a guy in Wisconsin and knows one specific thing and you know, he talks to him and he says this and he uses that in his analysis. I'm telling you, this guy I mean, if this guy wants to just give up as being a consultant just to be a if he if they would use him more as a commentator. Oh, yeah, although he's a little dull. I mean he's not like exciting. Well we got we gotta give him no no more no we just gotta give him some platform shoes. We gotta give him a little bit of <laughs> Hair. We got to give him some better clothes, maybe some snazzy specs, you know, and he has to have, uh, you know, he has to have like a, uh, he's got a little vibe going on. He's, he's too bland and his head's not big enough for television. He's a little, his head's pretty big. He, he is a little bland, but you know, and I doubt if he, they could ever afford him, but uh, he, um, anyway, that's what his thinking is. And so that would, you know, say just picking her may, means they won. By his theory, right? But obviously, they're going to have to keep doing something. And that, meanwhile, I heard um, Obama the when he, <laughs> while he's picking Palin, Obama's in Beaver, Pennsylvania, <laughs> yeah, uh, which is kind of humorous. There's a joke there, and, and yeah. they kept clipping, cutting to it on the Larry King show because Larry King has been having some interesting guests on too, and so they keep cutting to Obama live in Beaver, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> 
and he and he's Let's talking go get to this some crowd, more beaver shots. He's talking to this crowd, and essentially everything he said were exactly what he said in the speech, word for word, right. memorized. Yeah, he's speech. a robot. Yeah, he's a robot. But he did do it without the teleprompter. He actually probably came close to memorizing that speech. Well, I'm going to say, you know, at a certain point, when you do this long enough, you're going to know your lines. I mean, come on. Well, he knows them. Yeah. The, th the thing is, it's, I think the, uh, the kiss of death for either one of these two guys, even though, like I said, I still don't think Obama's electable because of the inherent racism within the Democratic Party, Um I think that uh, it's going to be the, the this is going to be the first election for years where the where the um, debates are actually going to make a huge difference. Yeah. I mean, they made us something of a difference in the Gore thing, especially when Gore came out, well, you know, it's, it's kind of made up yeah. to look like a woman. But <laughs> it's going to make a huge difference in the ratings. I agree. We're going to have a banner year on television with the elections. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah, so you can't fault him for, you know, yeah, he's a performer, but he packs him in. In fact, it looks like the Democrat, that speech had something like 35 or 38 million people watch it. It was one of the it most huge, huge watched ratings. events in the history of yeah, television. Yeah. I mean, this guy is like, you know, he's a celebrity. Yeah. I mean, just what the McCain people accuse yeah. him of. And, but that's not bad. I mean, that's, no. what, that's what we had with, the, with JFK. Not uh, nothing like this. Well, we well, we didn't have that that type of coverage, you know, and, and everything's so rampant now. But yeah, I mean, this, it's uh, what I find interesting is that you say um, he'll be better for the country. No, no, I said it would be good for the country ah, because the it, country. it would get a bunch of things out of off the table. Uh, first, it would get whether the Democrats can do crap, no matter who's running it, yeah. uh, running the show. Because I, I don't, by the way, never think of Bill Clinton as a Democrat. <laughs> um, he's a neoliberal from, you know, with, with a, almost a Republican perspective and implemented a lot of Republican programs. Uh, so we haven't had a Democrat in my, the way I see it, since Jimmy Carter. So this guy would probably, because this guy's from the Ted Kennedy school, so he's right. like, you know, more of a real Democrat. And it would get the black thing out of the way and it would probably improve uh, uh, the way blacks perceive of their their exit strategies in terms of going into you know instead of all wanting to become basketball players let's say mm -hmm. or whatever they could you know they could think in different terms they could think more broadly well you know and, I, I will say that you know we, we should learn from the past eight years and see that uh, you know the true man behind the curtain in the bush administration of course has been uh, dick cheney so in this case I, I think we need to keep our eye very sharply focused on joe biden or somebody Joe Biden, I think, is a you know a dubious choice by this guy because you know he keeps running for president. Yeah, but Biden's he's the shield, John. He's he's in that whole Georgia game. He was the first guy who said, "Oh, let's give Georgia a billion. Let's go get the Ruskies." You know, this, yeah. this guy's no, he's a troublemaker. A, he, he's he's in on the big game. I don't think anybody likes him because I mean I mean I think there's just cohorts do, but the public doesn't because they keep rejecting him. You know, in a big way when he runs for president. So, uh, you know, he's not, not to be the best choice, but I have to say he's got an attractive family. <laughs> now, that does count. <laughs> well, it does to some people. <laughs> Meanwhile, of course, again, I'm, I'm looking at the shallowness of the whole thing. When you think of the Democrats, at least I would go back and start looking at, you know, their, their candidates such as Adlai Stevenson. Oh, who I remember yeah. when I was a little kid, my dad says, well, he was a hard, you know, Democrat. 
He says, oh, you know, dad, like Stephen says, probably be the greatest president ever, but they're not going to elect him because the public sees him as an egghead. Yeah. Which was a term used derisively uh, after World War II to to uh, to excoriate anyone who is an intellectual. Ah, egghead, right? Hmm. Anyway, that's kind of my thoughts on the thing. It's still it's still got two months to go. Anything can happen. Something could blow up. Someone uh, could, someone could blow up. Any well, I think they got that pretty well covered, but you never know. But uh, I sure hope so. Yeah, well, I think they do, and uh, but you never know. You never know. I mean, I, you just don't know what's going on. It's you know what it's, it's, you never know, especially since I'm now reading Legacy of the Ashes. <laughs> yeah. Well, for for you folks who who don't live in the United States and are looking at this uh, from the outside in and saying, "Wow, that's just an amazing show." Well, we succeeded because that's really all that it is. It's just a big amazing show. And uh, true to our roots, I think we pulled off a great one. I'd like to know who the producer and director was of. Uh, It'll come out of the stadium. Unless speech. it's like Wag the Dog, where they're going to shoot him. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? But uh, what I what, what there was, um, you know, there was a concert, a Rage Against the Machine concert uh, uh, in town at the same time. Man, I mean, I've I, you know, if just looking at the alternative media for a moment, oh, that was. You know, are you familiar with Rage Against the Machine? Yeah. Okay. I mean, very anti-war lyrics, uh, you know, just sheer anger. And there were just tons and tons of uh, of servicemen and women who went to that show. And, uh, you know, they, they stood outside the convention center and presented uh, uh, triangular folded flags representing their dead, uh, their dead buddies. You know, they said, please have a representative come outside. We want to make sure you understand what's really going on in Iraq and Afghanistan. Um you know, some really uh, emotional stuff. Not, you know, not this like this. What were those, what were those idiots uh, who I saw on Fox um, recreate 68? Did you hear that? Oh, yeah. They put them on. They were all over uh, town. And they showed on the John Stewart show showed the area that's around the. Well, actually, no, it was. Uh, no, it's better. It was actually Bill Maher had some guy do a video who went around to look at all these kind of behind-the-scenes kind of sleazeball deals going on. Yeah, and they showed the yeah. free speech zone, which they have. I mean, the Democrats are no better than <laughs> the, the Republicans. The free does. speech zone with the with the chain-link fence? <laughs> well, the, this was the, that was where they were going to arrest people. But the free speech zone that the guy showed, which I've never seen, by the way, reported on by anyone. No, of course not. Is an, is an area with nobody in it, literally, no, except a couple not. of kids uh, who had some BMX bikes because they had a <laughs> lamp there, so they were playing on it. On the half pipe, <laughs> <laughs> and so it was like uh, it was just unbelievable. I mean, if anyone yeah. can catch the the real uh, Bill, Bill Maher show this week, oh, uh, you'll see this report. The rest of it is just Bill Maher and his normal. You know, he hates Republicans. Just, just one last thing on this: a trend I picked up on that I think Fox News started with, and maybe I'm just seeing it for the first time. But now I'm seeing CNN do it, and I saw the BBC do it uh, during all these speeches, particularly, of course, uh, the Clinton speeches and Obama speech. They have uh, body language analysts. Have you have oh. you seen this? And and no. and, and they st- freeze frame and they go through everything and say, okay, Hillary's lips were t- a little bit. Uh, the, here's what she does: she purses her lips, she swallows. That's saying, okay, I'm dealing with the situation. And you went through this whole. And, but, but oh, I'd love to have seen that. Oh, but it's everywhere. John Fox is doing it. Uh, O'Reilly has someone come on all the time now. 
Well, I was watching O'Reilly, but you know, I was I was flipping around a lot again, you know, looking for Carl Rove. Yeah, oh, it's, but, it's uh, very very uh, interesting. And then you know, on the BBC. Um, well, they also have Newsnight that that guy it. who's the consultant who who puts everybody on lie detectors, and then he right. makes <laughs> gauges when they watch stuff what what's working and what's not, which is I find fascinating. I, I think you take all these candidates and you put them on Jerry Springer show, right, to tell the truth. <laughs> Let them play that. Yeah, well, that was. <laughs> That, that that's that's what America really wants. I mean, honestly. Well, it's getting there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Hey, you still but, think you know, we're... These, I'm sorry, these two candidates are just, I can't, you know, it's just ridiculous. But, well, the other thing, by the way, I should mention is that the Democrats also have a problem, uh, I think, because, you know, again, we're talking about the party of the intellectuals, the college educated. They have to deal with, a, with themselves being ageists. To yeah. an extreme. Totally. With, I with, agree. And that's yes. all they do is, is harp on his age. He's going to die. He's old. Yeah. And then, and well, by the way, Reagan's second term, he was older. It's, like, it's like, thanks. My, my friend John Dvorak is going to be that age in just 10 years from now. I mean, fuck you all. Come on. <laughs> and we'll still be doing this show. <laughs> or more, yeah. Uh, but we'll be doing it on a. I'll be doing the show with a walker. Yeah. So, no um, problem. Anyway, I'll, I'll change, thing, I'll change your dirty diapers. Then they have to do a, a thing with this sexism thing, which they've already been excoriated for because they were sexist with Hillary. Hell the media yeah. was. Hell yeah. And so, so we've got a party, that, this intellectual party that's politically correct about everything. And they have to force themselves to be ageist and sexist. And they yep. have to live with themselves with this hypocrisy, which is, I think, you know, going to eat away at them. I think it's going to be a, tr- a tough, tough thing for them to do their own, for their own psyche to deal with. Just for, just for the record, uh, John, you're, you're neither a registered Democrat or Republican, nor am I. No, no, I was a Democrat. I was raised a Democrat, became a Republican, and then I gave up on them for obvious reasons. And I'm a, I'm an independent. Yeah, me and too. I would vote for either. I would vote for the best candidate. I'm almost tempted to vote third party this election because I don't like either one of these groups. Yeah. I don't think McCain's going to do the dirt job. I don't think it makes any difference based on my own 40, 80 year depression cycle anyway, because I think it's going to be, you know, collapse and these guys are going to be scrambling. Around. But by the way, I, I did want to say I thought Dennis Kucinich's speech was yeah. outstanding. <laughs> I love that guy. He's he awesome. is hilarious. He, but he was great, and he was you know he was jumping up and down. Wake up, America! Wake up, America! And I was like, yeah, brother, say it. And, you know, and he 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 laid it out there. Of course. You know, I saw all the news bites and like, hey, look at this motherfucker. He's crazy. All the shows are jumping up and down, right? And uh, totally out of context. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Oh, but, uh, man. Crazy. I thought the best speaker I saw was actually another black man. Who was that? I believe he's the governor of uh, Massachusetts or someplace. I mean, it was. I, didn't, I didn't see all of it. Obviously, it was on. They didn't. Uh, I have to. You know, I should have. I, no, I should know Could've who he taken, is. Yeah. But he was, um, well, I'll look him up. But he was out, amazing. He was, he was not the orator, but he had, I thought his points were better. He had a really good organizational structure. And I thought this guy, you know, and they, and they kept, and they never gave him any, any, uh, highlight reel or anything. Yeah, I mean, he was just basically, he went on. I was watching the, the direct feed, which right. they have on the Dish Network, which is the feed. Without all these guys talking over right, everybody yeah, else. Right, yeah, you get the clean feed, right. The clean feed. Yeah, BBC so Parliament had that over here. Instead of the part Sorry. BBC, instead of the Parliament channel, the BBC was running the clean feed over here as well. Really? Yeah, yeah. You know what? Um, um, now go ahead, finish your thought. Uh, it's it's uh, the guy's name's Deval Patrick. 
and um, he's the governor of Massachusetts. He was absolutely an outstanding speaker that wa- that has got to be a future star for the party. And they just, I guess he's not, you know, within the right camp or whatever, because they essentially, uh, he was not highlighted by anybody. He was given a bad time slot. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't think they wanted a second black man to upstage the number one guy. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I could, it was baffling to me because yeah. I was watching this guy going, wow, this guy's great. You know, the, the, the just from a uh, from a show business perspective, what <laughs> which is I can't help but look at it that way. Um, the roll call vote, I was like, oh man, like who th- who came up with this? I thought they were just going to say, you know, the great state of California cast, uh, you know, so many votes for Obama, so many for Hillary Clinton. But then everyone had this freaking rap, like the state of the junior midget league basketball champions of 1932. The state where the biggest ball of twine is located. You know, it's just like, wow. And, and I'm so happy that's why they, you know, they uh, suspended the rules and uh, accepted him by acclamation. It was well scripted because it was ready. It was, I was ready, man. We're at M. Like, please shoot me. <laughs> ah. Yeah, well, that's always been yeah. crappy. Hey, do you think we're still at the bottom? Uh, hey, Johnny Boy, you think it's all bottomed out yet? Do you think we're about to go into financial meltdown, as I'm predicting? Uh, well, it's like you and your $200 oil. No, I've already come back from that and said that it's split because what's happened is the plunge protection team jumped in. That's exactly why it's gone all haywire. And that's why we're not going to have any more of a collapse than we've had. <laughs> okay, just so it's all up from here, John. Feels like a bottom to me. Yeah, it looks like I'm just seeing the hole that is gaping wide. You got to feel it with your butt. Yeah, well, my ass is. Uh, this it's like when you're driving a car and you hit the and the car bottoms out. You can tell it's your, you know, boom. Now it just feels like a whole lot of. It's nothing. not what you're looking at; it's what you feel. There's a whole lot of nothing still to come. Yeah, I don't uh, think so. I, yeah, it's it's these Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac. Everyone's waiting for the government to say, "Okay, we'll just support them." That's what they're going to do. Yeah, and that's when it all falls apart. Uh, no, you'll see. I mean, I still think the market could hit ten thousand, but you know, I got friends telling me, "Oh, it's going to hit six. It's going to hit five. You know, it's not possible." And now the Fox was talking about. Oh, this was another fantastic thing. Fox was talking about. They're showing pictures of Gustav radar images. This is the uh, hurricane, which is uh, headed towards, uh, supposedly headed towards uh, Louisiana again. Um, so they're showing. This is what this is what they were showing. They show the radar images. They talk about the enormous speed, and um, then they say, "Well, you know, it's headed towards Louisiana." You can see it's right over Jamaica, right? So there's not there's no one on the phone from Jamaica. There's no images. There's no nothing, and 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 it's hit starting to hit Cuba. And the only and there's no pictures of people packing up in, uh, in New Orleans or any of that. No, they have oil platform workers on the phone, and underneath the screen it says, "Expect five dollar gas. Expect five dollar gas." <laughs> and, like, and all you hear is, "Yep, yeah, well, we're going to get out of here after we cap off everything." And you know, this could be devastating for the, uh, you know, about uh, eight million percent of our oil comes from here in the United States, and well, we're packing up, we're going. <laughs> Five dollar yeah, gas. Five dollar gas. <laughs> it's amazing how uh, 
we're so dependent on oil from these we're, we're almost totally dependent from oil on the middle east oh no wait we're almost totally dependent on oil Thank from you. these ga- gas pa- platforms oh oh no wait we're almost totally dependent you know it's like, so where are we dependent on oil from most of the american oil comes from canada so then i'm thinking sarah palin's from alaska you think there's some oil up there john yeah, and she's big on on, on sucking it all out of there because uh-huh. it's. A, I mean, if I you know if you you know Alaskans they get like a they get money from the government just because as a percentage of the oil mm-hmm. booty. Mm-hmm. There's no coincidence there, and she's a and she's a vilf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, she, I wonder how many guys out there are like you. There, oh, tons of them. Tons of them. And you know what? It's the beer-drinking, gun-toting, good old boys who are sitting around going, Damn! Damn! Woman, look, look at that! I know, because I'm a red-blooded American. I'm, you know, I have some sophistication, and I have. By to, the way, I'm you suave. used the term. You just used an interesting little usage, which I, 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 I actually saved a bunch of the speeches. And uh, Kucinich, by the way, is one of the worst. But, he, but even uh, Obama said it. You know what? You just did it. And it's like my kids, you know, when just like when you're 12, people say, you know what, you know what, you yeah. know what. And these Democrats, if you start listening to them speak, speak, you're going to hear them say, you know what, you know what, which yeah. is very condescending if you think about it. You know yeah, what, right. you know what, you don't know what, you know yeah, what, right. you know what. You are right, John. And it's, I have it's the intellect only, of a 12-year-old. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. It, it, well, the 12-year-old version is guess what. Do you know what? Hey, John, do you know what? The Silicon Valley uh, thing is that really bugs the shit out of me. Yeah, it's when someone is pitching you an idea, or particularly with a technology, and they're explaining it to you, and then they end the sentence with "right," like, like you know, you please do not uh, say no because right, because this is right, right? You know that, right? I don't have to question. Yeah, it's an old you sales, right? It's a sales, sales gimmick. It's not just, but it's not just this. It's it's uh, chief technology officers when they're just explaining their stuff, and it's like. Um, well, of course, uh, uh, you know, the audiences love to have this stuff, right? Uh... <laughs> right. No, that's just as bad. Yeah. But I'm just saying this. The Democrats use you-know-what to, it, Good to point. excess. I mean, yeah. you had, I've never heard you use it before. You just happened to – you were probably listening to these damn speeches. <laughs> it's rubbing off on me. <laughs> no, seriously, that does yeah. happen. Yeah. I mean, my kids, I usually call them on it when, like, my daughter says, guess what? Mm-hmm. You know, she does it less and less because every time she does, yeah. I stop the conversation and go, am what? I supposed to guess? guess? Yeah. And, of course, then she is like, you know – she always says yes. Yes, go ahead. Guess, guess what I was going to say. Of course, so the whole thing is like ruined yeah. by that. But the point is, I, I still uh, well, interrupt. There's, an, there's another one. Guess which, what? Guess what? Guess what? Yeah. There's another one that um, that bugs me a lot, and we have it a lot in meetings. At uh, oh, you, it's in all meetings, I guess. When when people are conveying ideas, and it just and I really because I used to do it all the time too, and I and I just started to mess it up and use different phrases. When people say, I believe, I believe, it's all I believe. No, I believe, I believe. Well, I believe. Because, <laughs> and, and, and you know, I'm on a lot of these conference calls that we do at Mevio, I'm on the phone. So I'm, I'm not <laughs> reading body, I'm just hearing what's going on in the room. And every single sentence starts with, I believe. And uh, which usually, by the way, are meetings that are not going well. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's very, it's very unconstructive to have a whole bunch of people saying, I believe, I believe. 
It's just well, not, you know, the, 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 the worst version of that. I mean, there's three versions of that particular uh, stalling tactic usage. I believe is one of them. I think uh, well, is another. I think is another big one. Yeah. And the third one, which I I really don't like, but it's, it comes from the political correct arena, usually from you know the sensitive people. I I it's uh, I, feel, I feel I feel I feel yeah. <laughs> well, I feel that blah blah blah. Well, yeah. I feel that blah blah blah. Yeah. And I as opposed so, so to I believe, not, so as not to uh, offend you, I'm going to soften it up and say, well, here's what I feel. Okay, so please don't trod on my opinion because it's my feelings. Right. I think that's part of how that, why that works so well with certain people. I f- find it extremely offensive when people keep saying, I feel. Mm. It's like, I feel that we should move it over to the left, you know, talking about a yeah, web page. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, well, feel, you feel, feel that, that or do you, you think it? it? <laughs> or do you believe it? Do you believe it, do you think it, or do you feel it? I mean, which is it? Well, our speech has become so... I mean, living over in the United Kingdom has been such an eye-opener to me because the vocabulary is so much larger and is... And even even though the grammar sometimes is very weird to my American uh, syntax, um, it's just beautiful to listen to people actually use words that just you don't hear used. Uh, excuse me. Yeah, for obvious reasons. <laughs> so... Uh... You know, what, you, you, know what happened, you know what happened yesterday? Uh, my, the my, aliens came and revisited you. Nah. I, uh, my in-laws have been here all week, of course, for Christina's birthday. And so everyone's sick, and then uh, my... And they're both 82. And, and <laughs> You got everybody sick. Nah, but the, but the, the old folks aren't. They're, they're, I mean, they're amazing. They've got so much energy. Uh, and, you know, uh, my, um, my father-in-law, you know, he, he's so fantastic with his hands. He can play violin. He can play... Uh, a saxophone. He can play any instrument. He can write entire orchestrations without, you know, just from memory. Uh, but he can build things. He can repair cars. He can solder stuff. And the guy is just amazing. He built me a, a preamp, a portable preamp. Uh, and he's 82. But, you know, when he gets into the power tools, man, it's a little bit scary around here. Because you, you never know when all of a sudden you say, like, it's like, holy <laughs> shit. But anyway, so my mother-in-law, she's like, Let's, um, come on, let's go get some stuff. We need some juice. And, you know, she's a fireball of energy. Uh, and, uh, okay, okay, sorry. Right, let me just drink my tea here and we'll go off and go, we'll do some shopping. And so we go to the, there's a new Marks and Spencer's which has opened up. It's a, it's a, it's a small Marks and Spencer's which, uh, is kind of the really high end, uh, really prepackaged food, but they do have a lot of so called fresh vegetables. It just looks pretty. It's, it's expensive. Uh, it's premium. Uh, not saying that it's healthy or anything like that, but they opened up a new one. It's convenient because it's at a gas station. So, well, you know, great parking right in front of the door, run in, run out. So we go to pick some stuff up and I walk past the lettuce and John's sitting there were two baby coast lettuce heads. You know what those are? Yeah. Um, and, 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 and I looked at it and I was, and I, immediately I had a flashback to our uh, steakhouse dinner. And you remember? Yeah, right. And so I had that, that fantastic, you know, lettuce and, uh, and right there, I, I got the lettuce. I, I saw some great, uh, organic homemade brand, whatever, um, Caesar dressing. I had the Dutch Gouda cheese, which my mother-in-law brought home with her. And I recreated that dish. Uh, and it was, it was so good. Just wanted to let you know. That's Organic in a bottle, but it's 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 big for me. I never I'm never that interested in food. Yeah, 
Yeah, good. I'm glad they had some fresh lettuce. I mean, the Brits can grow vegetables. I yeah. mean, they got the right climate for that kind of thing. I'll send you a picture. I uh, took a picture of it. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I'm, I'm yeah. like, this is ah, oh, it was just, and I was reliving that that uh, that salad, that lettuce that I had uh, with you in uh, San Francisco. Huh? It you was, must have really liked that salad. I did, but I was so drawn to it. It's like I got to make that. I got to have that. Well, now you know you can. So, yes. um, well, at least for one week out of the year, when they actually have fresh lettuce at the one store nearby. Yes. I never think of Marks and Sparks as a high-end premium store, personally. Well, no, as I'm, again, uh, what would be considered to be... I mean, go to, to Fortnum be, and Mason, I'm thinking, yeah, there yeah, you go. Yeah, okay, we don't, obviously, there's no... But Fortnum and Mason is, that's real food. Marks and Spencer is still, you know, big, kind of big box, medium-sized box, high-volume, um... Uh, expensively marketed, you know, uh, very, um, yeah, I mean, high end for the typical consumer, not for someone who actually appreciates good food. And for yeah, that, I, for that, I wouldn't even choose Fortnum and Mason. I'd, I'd probably, you know, go, rather go to the farmer's market. Quite honestly. Yeah, well, I mean, I wouldn't go to Fortnum and Mason for my normal, I, I mean, I would go there for their, you know, pre, you know, you talk about packaged foods, although they yeah. have some nice eggs there, not that I, mm-hmm. They sell eggs in a, uh, I always thought it was still marketable. They, at Fortnum and Mason, if you're, anyone here is traveling to London, you, you try to, it's near you know, Piccadilly Circus is where it is. And it's a nice store. It's just a really pretty place anyway. But it's, uh, uh, they have eggs that they sell that are generic eggs. I mean, I'm sorry, varietal eggs, not generic, but varietal eggs. They sell them in four packs. And you can buy, you, you pick the egg. It's like a, a certain kind of bird. And it actually it's looks like, like an it, egg. It's, it's a chicken, though, but it's like a chicken, but it's not the regular chicken. This is a such-and-such such chicken's egg. Yeah. And there's another chicken's egg. Now, since we have a bunch of chickens up in Washington, it actually makes a huge difference which chicken is laying these eggs because every chicken has a certain, you know, look to their egg, and the egg is slightly different in, 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 in taste. Not a big difference. I mean, it's not like it's going to be an enormous No, I think there's quite a variety. We had 50 or 60 chickens when we had the place in Belgium. And I think there's an enormous variety in taste. Really? Okay, well, there's a, there's a big variety in taste. Yeah. But whatever the case is, they sell these, these varietal chicken eggs at Fortnum and Mason. So if you, when I, I don't go as much as I used to, but if I go to <laughs> London, I'd be, I used to stay in an apartment and I would cook my own food there. Cause I always like to find a place that you could cook. Cause I like to go buy all this local stuff and cook it and up. Cook and those eggs are one of the Eat deals it. that I like. Yeah. Fortnum you know, and Mason, I believe, I think, I feel, is, um, are they not uh, uh, a, a queen appointed or something? Or they, Yeah, uh, they, it's got one. I think they... Like the, the royal, the royal uh, grocer? Elizabeth II. Yes, yeah, the, like the royal, yeah, the grocer that. of royalty, something, whatever that's called. Whatever, it's but, one of those little stamps of approval. That's what, that's what the <laughs> British monarchy is. It's, a, <laughs> it's basically the good housekeeping of England. I heard on the radio this morning on the, on the BBC in the news, uh, the economy, the worst it's ever been in 60 years, and they expect yeah. over a million, over a million job losses. That is on, we have that at our news. For, for America or for England? <laughs> no, well, for England. It's been reported. That's unreal. And they were reporting Lehman Brothers, which is part of the financial crisis, had lost, uh, what was it? It was a really weird headline, which is why uh, I liked it. Uh, they've lost in the past 18 months. They've lost the equal amount of 
36 years of profits or something like that. <laughs> it's like, or like Good a Good work, man. Like, yeah. Hey, right on, brother. <laughs> well, you guys are geniuses. <laughs> how's the, how's that real estate portfolio doing? <laughs> oh, my, my goodness. All right. So I didn't meet just one. I've actually met a number of, uh, what you could consider to be extraterrestrials. Okay. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Now, um, let's so, start from the beginning. Start from the beginning. Well, you know, ob- obviously nothing. So I've thought about this, John, and I've thought about what I want to say about it. And, and, and there, and I, there is a closure or there will be a closure that can actually, you know, cause what I, what I was really, what I believe is almost unimportant. And, um, I'm certainly of the belief that the earth is in change right now, whether it's man-made or built into the, uh, to the magic of the universe and the galaxy and whether it was predicted by the, by the Mayans or whether, you know, it's, uh, UFOs are here to save us or kill us or whether it's the, whatever you want to believe. Hold on a second. Let me write down this part because I'm outlining your talk here. First, I'm putting down one pre-sale. Okay, so you're doing the pre-sale right now. I would call it background. I would. I would uh, okay, yeah. maybe it's pre-sale. All right. Are you going to turn okay. this into a PowerPoint so I can go on the road? Absolutely. Okay, good. So, and I could actually go very deep into all of those different cultures. And I don't, we ideas. don't really want to. We hear don't it. need that, right? Okay. Um, and the reason, and the reason why I'm interested in this, John, this is part of the pre-sale and part of the credibility, is uh, I'm about to turn 44, and as the song says, "Is that all there is?" So I, I'm not interested in that old, is that all there is? And for the next 40 years, I might as well pursue something more. All right? Yeah. Woo-hoo. Yeah, okay. Ridicule as you must. I didn't say anything. <laughs> um, so what I was looking for was really two things. Three things. First thing. Would I feel in the presence of any of these beings any, would I feel anything? Would I see anything? Would I feel anything? I was not expecting to tape a ride, you know, for a little spin in the disc or, uh, or a little levitation or a little start, you know, stargate transportation. Let's zip through the wormhole and back. I was certainly not expecting that. Um, however, um, energy look looking for some kind of energy some kind of vibe so definitely felt that um uh, you know would you believe me if i said yeah i saw uh little spheres of light circling uh this person's uh head or a body whatever you know yeah, I, I could get into all of that um but really i only want to know one would i feel something so yes affirmative uh two Yes, uh, the uh, the particular uh, Pleiadians who I have come in contact with do indeed like strawberry ice cream. All right. Yes, I knew you were waiting for that one. And of course, the big one is I. You know, I said I need some kind of proof. I need something that I can show. You know, if you guys are for real, and this is all about. You know, um, sorry to say, you're no. Uh, if this is all about. You're here to help us and uh, get through the transformation of the earth and as things are falling apart, uh, what the dark forces have put before us and the we're coming and we're waking up out of our enslavement. Let me just finish this. It's all good. It's a, probably a three slider, this part. Um, 
if it's really all true and that is the agenda, then you need to give me something concrete uh, that will at least resonate or I can point back to. It, it still may not be enough proof, whatever it is, for anyone to say, yeah, okay, something's really going on here, but I need something. And for that, I have received uh, a message from multiple sources. And that is October 14th, and uh, Alabama, which is unclear to me whether it's the state Alabama, uh, whether it's Leonard Skinner's song Alabama, <laughs> Kid Rock's version of Alabama, <laughs> or uh, Space Station Alabama, I don't know. Uh, but they will surface uh, a vessel for 48 hours. And so we will be able to see possibly it. in Alabama, possibly in the state Alabama. I, I, I'm not quite sure how many Alabamas there are, and I and I and the, no, I got no answer on that. Well, that gives us something to to look forward to. <laughs> and and you know, and uh, obviously for me, it'll be a confirmation as well. Hmm. Is I mean, that pistachio? How, how, how did I do? Garland Farewell in Alabama, Sunday, October 14, 2007. What's that? Les Garland? Is, Judy Garland? I don't know. It just says Garland Farewell. That was last year. I, I don't think if you uh, Google October 4th. This not, doesn't seem like a very significant date for anything. Well, it's a bunch of crap. The Alabama chapter of the Nina Gulf Coast Conference took place last October 14th. Yeah, but what's happening this year? What's happening this Stillman October Stillman Tigers 14th? versus Alabama A&M Bulldogs in October 14, 2006. <laughs> Would you please Google? I can't Google because of the bandwidth. Can you Google 2008 and see if anything good's going on? Oh, okay. Hold on. Try uh, First Contact uh, 2008 <laughs> Alabama. <laughs> Alabama Nina again shows up. But they're going to have the same conference. Okay. Civil terms, Alabama firms. Well, this is March 14th. Alabama firm recalls poultry giblets. <laughs> oh, here we go. 14th, October 2, alien ship appear over Alabama. Really? This has been, dig really? this has been digged, by the way. Oh. Uh, October 14th. Send me the link. Send me the link. I'll, sorry, probedeep.blogspot.com. Huh. Here it is. Uh, October 14th is the date claimed by Blossom Goodchild, where it is said that an alien spaceship, or it says a alien spaceship, GFL, Galactic Federation of Light Spaceship, will appear <laughs> over Alabama. The state. I guess. There you go. But we got to find out by getting a hold of Blossom Goodchild. Send me the, send me the link. Well, it's just, I'll see, I will. Uh, well, this is the dig. Wait, let me get the real. I, I, just, I just can't. If I, I'm afraid, if I fire. Yeah, no, the I understand what you're saying. saying. It's going to break up. Here it is. This is in uh, probedeep.blogspot.com. <laughs> Probe deep. I love it. <laughs> I, I, actually, there was a fourth thing. I said, "Hey, man, can you just give me a quick anal probe? I'm really jonesing for one." Yeah, they do it up to the nose, I think. <laughs> really, up okay. the nose? Is that true? That's funny because because I, I saw. Um, I saw a, a, a medical story about, that's interesting, uh, they want to change the way they do vaccinations uh, to doing it up the nose. That's interesting. Well, they were, they want to have a spray. Okay, here we go. Let me read you the story so you can be right up on this. And this was blogged on August 6th. Mm. 
So this date's floating around, so you may be have been snookered by whatever this is going on around. It's been going around, apparently. October 14, 2008 is the date claimed by Blossom Goodchild, where it is said that an alien spaceship, GFL, Galactic Federation of Light Spaceship, will appear over Alabama for three days continuously. Yeah. I came across the news in one of the sites and could not believe whether it was true or a hoax. Huh. If it is true, this is the first time in the history... That someone coming forward, giving the exact date and saying UFO will appear, though it is said that the UFO appearance is for peace and to prove their existence and to give hope, to to give hope have to see. That's very poorly written. Hope whether it is hope untrue, <laughs> hope have to see whether it is untrue. Something like Doomsday 2000. Anyway, see the v- below video for more information. There's a video there, guys. Don't forget to mark October 14, 2008, on your calendars. This will be the big day in history and <laughs> proves if UFOs are fake or not. And by the way, don't forget to leave a comment. <laughs> There's five comments. Well, what are the comments? What are the comments? Well, the comment number one, anonymous. <laughs> right. The first contact will be 14th October this year. It'll be a great day in history. And there's another video link. Yeah. And then anonymous comes back and, and says, I know Blossom Goodchild, the lady that channeled this message. She is a lovely woman who holds regular <laughs> channeling nights and has written three books. This, by the way, is your new uh, family. She has worked hard to build her credibility among her peers and would not put this information out unless it is truly, unless she has truly believed it to be true. Trust me, it took much trust and faith. I should be doing this in this voice and faith for her to publicly release the message. And even if they do not turn out, up, she would still have my support and love. Blessings, Meg. See, I'm, then, I'm really disappointed because I was hoping you were going to Google that and uh, and you were going to come up with a whole bunch of people knowing this. You know, now I'm very now I'm highly skeptical. I mean, if I'm if I'm the only one getting the message, that's not good PR. They could use, call Carl Rove. He, he could help them out. He would. So one of the last was the rest of them are saying, you know, just nothing. And then this guy, Kevin Chappelle, says nobody, nobody finds it strange that 10-14-2008 equals 2012. I don't know where he's getting that. I guess he's a 10. I don't know where. How do you do that? I don't you know, know. There's, there's a lot of that I'm numerology. I, I crack up when I see that because it's just, you know, well, if you multiply this divided by this one and, and, uh, and huh? You know, they all, there's always a way to make the numbers work. I think. Here's a here's a one guy, Kevin Chappelle. <laughs> Let me. I gotta read you the whole thing. <laughs> this, I, I didn't read the whole thing. Now I just did. <laughs> all right. Kevin Chappelle says, and I can't. It just just you'll find there's some weird irony to this. Nobody finds it strange that 2014 2008 equals 2012. This is the year the Pleiadian home planet Nibiru is uh-huh. supposed to come very close to us and destroy everything. We're all I going call to die. BS. <laughs> We're all going to die. No, he says, I call, call BS. BS. <laughs> I'm calling Thanks, you out. Thanks, Kev. <laughs> I'm calling you out, man. I call BS. So uh, anyway. But anyway, uh, I feel, yeah, it was a good meeting. I, I, you know, and there's more people uh, I want to meet. There's you, lots of interesting people. Now, you didn't drink anything, right? No, no, no. Like I did not drink anything, did not eat anything, did not smoke anything. Now, as I promised. How does that work? Uh, I was okay. also flying. It was a great flight, by the way, because I'd go all the way up to the to the north of the country, and it was just spectacular. I'd ne- I'd never been to that airport before. It's always kind of you know exciting because uh, you, you know you just don't know the layout. You know, you have a 
a virtual picture in your mind. Yeah, exciting. It's just, it was a fun flight. I really enjoyed it. It was all good. Well, good. Well, all I'm good. glad you had fun. Uh, yeah, well, John, I always have fun. All day. Every day. It's always so, Life is Okay, anyway, I'm putting it on Google Calendar, and then we'll talk about it the day after when absolutely nothing comes of it. <laughs> what What day is it, by the way? What day of the week? Uh, what's a good question? Wednesday? I don't know. I don't have my... I can't get the calendar to come up. It's a trouble with this cloud crap. Uh, it is... 14th is a Tuesday. Tuesday. Hmm. It's weird. You think they'd come on the weekend or something? Did you just uh, Skype me something? No, somebody Skyped me something. Oh. <clears throat> Yeah, I think. Okay. Uh, oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Well, I'm glad you. Had, well, anyway, oh, so that, that's to be honest about it. I thought that whole uh, that discussion was a little anticlimactic. Well, again, no, I think it's I think it's not anticlimactic because that all depends on whether something happens or not. I mean, well, go, we know, but to go everything step by step. Nah, I, I don't want to go through the aggravation. Of what? No, I don't want to hear the whole thing. I that's think what we've I heard mean. enough. Yeah, that's what I mean. I, do, I, do, I don't want to go through the aggravation. You know, the, the proof well, will be in the At least we pudding. got the strawberry ice cream thing. Strawberry ice cream was most important after that first contact. Um, yeah. One thing I wanted to mention about that Marks and Spencers, which was just kind of interesting to me. By the way, can I, can I say one more thing before you go into that? Yeah. Is, if these guys are roaming all over the place telling their story, isn't that already first contact? What well, is first contact supposed to mean then? Uh, it's it's like a UFO thing, kind of a Jodie Foster contact. Yeah, you know, it's like the first big thing that'll really make everyone go, "Ooh, boy, it's for real." Yeah, but it, it, it's totally from earthly reality. You know, it's not like not like the like uh, extraterrestrials are saying, "Yeah, we'll call it first contact." You know. All right. All right. All right. Enough. Yes. Thank Smarks you. Marks and sparks. So this brand new Marks and Sparks, I'm standing there to, and it's very efficient because I, I know we live nearby, so I know what it, you know, the, the previous place was a dump. It was kind of a convenience store. Uh, and so they sell gas there as well, and I'm, and I'm paying for the groceries, and I look up, and there's something called BP Oil Sentry, I think is what it's called. And essentially, it's a monitor, and it switches between three different cameras, which I guess someone configured it incorrectly. So camera one was null one, camera two was null two, camera three was null three. Mm. And it was scanning the license plates, and they actually showed up in digital form one under another. So you had a list of like ten license plate numbers on the right-hand side of the screen, and then the, the actual shot of whatever camera was on, and you could see it, you know, it would switch and it would go, and it would register the license plate. It was, you know, it was license plate recognition, which is nothing new, but to see that at the gas station, <laughs> I was like, and I said to the guy, what do you guys do with that information? <laughs> we keep it. <laughs> so, well, would you give it to someone if they asked for it? Yeah. <laughs> I just found it and to be another nice little piece of the... Uh, of the it's a totalitarian puzzle, yeah. Yeah, the Gitmo Nation uh, puzzle is indeed it. It's just like, wow, if that's at the gas station, you know, what are the things on the on the highway? They must be doing face recognition by now. They must actually be, you know, just beaming right in and looking into my wallet. <laughs> that's next. Yeah, what kind of technology those guys have. Did you see that uh, article, by the way, on the plunge protection team? Did I send you that? Yeah. Okay. just want to make sure you had seen it. 
So there's a going back to this this thing with the cameras looking at everybody in England. So there's been a whole bunch of articles, most a lot of them coming from England. I think I blogged one of them mm-hmm. about how the British tourists are now the most feared in the all of Europe because they go over to wherever they go and they go crazy. Oh yeah, and yeah. The th- and the thinking is is Greece. that they get away from their you know abhorrent totalitarian Nazi fascist regime. Yes, and they. And they get the, and they kick up their heels. Yes, this is particularly in Greece, and I believe this story. Um, actually, the story was on television here several weeks ago, and I saw it pop up, and maybe it was the New York Times. I think wrote about it. Maybe. Uh, yeah, I talked about. Yeah, it, on the it was the New York Times. Yeah. That's where. It came yeah, from. I talked about it on the Daily Source Code as well because I was first. I was amazed that they literally took this story that I'd seen on television, but it was just weeks later. It was the same story because you know the mayor of this town is saying, well, you know. They come here, and uh, and it's important for our trade, but basically, I think the quote was, all they do is uh, vomit, cross-dress, and cause fights. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, but it's, but it, and, you know, and my take on, this, on that is exactly what you said. That's what it says. That's what the article says. They cross-dress, they vomit, and they fight. And... <laughs> But it's true. Really the the Brits when they go out, the, the guys very often dress up. You know, they put actual balloons underneath the bra. It's nuts. It's nutty behavior. Not us, I tell you. It's complete nutty behavior. But it is, it is what they do here because they're slaves. They're, I mean, there's you get stopped. On, uh, there are dogs sniffing at the tube entrances. Um, any male in Britain, certainly if you're not white, but uh, talk to Chris Leiden at our, at our UK office. He gets searched three, four times a week, you know, just walking on the street and you can't take pictures. You can't protest. Um, the the uh, energy prices just were hiked up by, you know, they report 23 percent, but it's much closer to 40, 40 percent. There's a humongous crisis. And what the Brits do, that's. You know, they stab each other and drink, or maybe they drink and then stab each other. That, that, but the drink is really where they drown themselves, just completely obliterate all feeling um, to desensitize themselves from the atrocity that's taking place around them. It's severely, severely suppressed here. Does that so paint the picture? Think, yeah, I liked it. Yeah. So what's the, uh, what's the eventual outcome of it, you think? Well, this is what's interesting because I've, I do talk to a lot of Brits about it, and and if you talk to them for more than five minutes, they'll you know they'll actually say, "Hmm, yeah, you are right," because it, it's so cultural, and it's not it's not that they get drunk; they go out to get drunk. It is the mission. It it is not a um, something that just happens because oops, I had too much to drink. No, they go out to get drunk. It is a cultural phenomenon, and. When I say, well, aren't you kind of like desensitizing yourself or, you know, see, well, we, we were very different when we were thin, white and would stood, stand, and stood up to the government. That all happened before Margaret Thatcher totally broke their backs. She busted up the unions, killed the coal miners, and that, well, not literally, and some might argue literally, and just broke the spirit of this country. They still have their humor uh, and they're still hard workers, and and I love the people here, but they are broken. There, it is a broken spirit. The the spirit of this country. They do not stand up for what they used to. You know what I'm talking about. We've seen the the thin white English blokes, uh, the Blitzkrieg. They lived through the the Germans bombed this whole place to shit, 
and they stood up and they said, well, how, fuck you, Jerry. We're going to get so, you. And that's so how, how does one person, Thatcher, uh, who seems to be demonized, uh, she's not the only person. I mean, the, the more recent things, all the cameras and stuff's got nothing to do with her. No, no, no but it, at one, that was that was the beginning. That's when uh, every they, she broke the 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 protesting nature of the Brits. She just broke it, and and it was John. Look at go back and look at the news stories. The police kick people's fucking ass. Talk about your Gitmo nation. That was serious business. Those riots were no joke. And huh. you know, and now, and now it's like they got dogs, they got cameras. It's uh, nah. No one's, well, everyone's afraid to talk. Well, we do it differently. <laughs> we have we tasers. have our free we have our free speech zones <laughs> yes. that nobody cares about, right. and then we we always make sure that when we have protests, we let the protests go, but we only let the most nutty people protest now. So when, like for example, they had this you know recreate sixty eight or whatever it was, and yeah. they go and they we, visit these people, yeah, we put the nutty people on television. No, worry, no, John. No, no, you're wrong. What we do is we televise exactly what the message is. And part of that message is, look at these crackpot protesters. Yeah, they're the guys that showed up. That's what we do. Exactly. That's that what I'm saying. That is the system. Yeah. Well, it that's works. That's the system. That's how it works. And, and by the way, that is exactly what they do. Who runs the media culture here? Who runs it? I don't have to tell you. It's fucking Murdoch. He owns the Sun and the News of the World. He owns Sky. He owns every single piece of the of the. Well, don't big forget, mass he owns media. the London Times. The London. Thank you. The London Times. He owns it. He owns the message. And people hear this and go, "You'll." It is. It's a horrible, horrible situation here, and this is such a culture of newspapers. It's so important, you know. And and I look at the brainwashing. My my so my eighty two year old aged in laws love them. And by the way, the old man who lived who lived through the obliteration of Rotterdam, he's he's very keyed into the stuff you and I talk about. He totally gets the evilness. He sees it. He he saw a lot of it unfold, and he's he's been hungry. So. He under he he has a deep knowledge of um, of things that I that never had the experiences of. But the two of them, all they can talk about for four days now straight is the top of the news, which is some millionaire's mansion burned down and a whole bunch of expensive cars were in it and the dogs were shot to death or something like that. <laughs> it's the top of the news and they're completely brainwashed. That's all they can talk about. It even surpasses the U.S. elections. It surpasses Georgia. It's sur everything. It's just unbelievable. It is so skillfully. This programming has, it works. It's amazing. Yeah, well, I think it's already. I think it's long been in play here. Oh yeah, sure. Uh, but it's you know with a brain dead coverage of you know Britney Spears, sure, and all the rest of it. But now we have Obama, who's a Britney Spears you know type of uh, phenomenon. person. Phenomenon. He's perfect. Phenomenon. He's perfect. Phenomenon. He's a phenomenon. It's a, a phenomenon. So that's perfect, and uh, so that actually you know plays right into. I still you know still not taking bets on him yet. Hey, check out um, SOSGeorgia.com. There was a full-page ad. I'm sorry, .org, not .com. .org. SOSGeorgia.org. There was a yeah. full-page ad in the Financial Times. I don't know what that costs, but that can't be cheap. 
and it and it was really um ah, shit i threw it out i think it said stalin lenin uh georgia what next or something it was it was a well, huge page and this was I'm the link and this was the link on it and I, and i'm like oh so i wonder who did this and i do about us and then i get welcome my name is mark ryan hagen it's like there's no there's nothing about us who's paying for this who is this group this is really slick Th thank you but who is it well, it's obviously some uh, agency. They, they overdid the slickness. Too much slickness here. I mean, this is like way over the top in terms of like too slick. And then this there's, is, that, oh, check, oh, there's that EU flag again, like they're in the EU. Dude, listen to this from Wikipedia. Mark Reinhagen, often written Reinhagen, is a role-playing card, video, and board game designer best known as the creator of Vampire the Masquerade and its associated World of Darkness games. Yeah, wow. I think it's the same guy. Oh, I think it's a coincidence. You, coincidence. <laughs> really? Yeah, no, this is done... This is not only that, but they're using the, uh, the classic uh, red, white, and black kind of uh, design, which is a... Um, Proven to have a certain impact, and yeah, but but uh, I I just like to know, so yeah, supported by so I well, let's group. go do I well the thing to do obviously is to do a who is and see who the hell owns this damn site. Okay, who is server? Who is sosgeorgia.org? Uh, server, which is the best who is server? Start right. with the internet and go backwards. Interesting. They usually sosgeorgia.org I got nothing. How did that happen? Well, it's around. No, I mean, I, I literally got nothing back. That's weird. What do you get? Uh, yeah. Huh. <laughs> I love it when I you got, do that. Huh. I got nothing, but let me try it I again. Told you, I, t I just told you I got nothing. That's the weirdest thing. I did a command line who is even, which is supposed to be... Uh, the bomb digging. Well, somebody out there can dig it up for us, and we'll talk about it next week. Oh, here we go. I got it. Something popped. I'm not saying who the registrar is. Okay, hold on. What do I have here? Uh, no, they don't. Oh, wait. No, here's the problem. It's the .org, and now they're only... The, the, the Internet's not doing .org anymore. They're only doing .com, .net, .edu. That's an interesting little trick. Huh. When did that happen? So I should be able to do it on Ripe, though. Maybe. Let me try. No. No entries found in selected sources. Hmm. New registry. This is a new registry. Who is server for .org? When did that happen? It's in the I can watch. <laughs> where's my memo? Yeah, where's my memo? I'm a .org. <laughs> That's interesting. Oh, it's been moved to the public interest registry. Well, here's another Which one I can do. This is always fun. Dot org. Here we go. I got it. <laughs> Trace route takes me to ntt.net in Dallas, Texas. Okay, data center in Dallas, you serve it. What did that just hit? Hold on. This is interesting. So I go to the .org search engine, 
for dot orgs only, and it won't give me anything. <laughs> I must. SOSGeorgia.org. Okay, so they're hosted at Dallas-DataCenter.com. That's probably just a place where there's a server. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. But then it it resolves further to dot I guess that's Italy. Huh. Is it IT or IE? IE is I, Ireland. Maybe it's LT. LT. What's LT? No, LT no, is like Lithuania or something. Italy is IT. Yeah. yeah, it hits a Lithuanian server before it goes to SOSGeorgia.org. Hmm. But, that, but I think, that's kind of weird that we can't look up. Well, they change this thing around quite a bit. Yeah, sure. Likely story. Yeah. <laughs> So Lithuania, what was the connection there? Well, I mean that just could be just this could be just routed all over tarnation. Maybe. Hmm. Okay. Maybe well, it I'm is. sure. Well, you know what? If we sat we sat here another ten yeah, minutes, we, we wouldn't we're not going to do. No, but we, but, we but the guy find does. out who's. But somebody out there will know, and they'll let us know anyway. Well, anyway, in this about us, it says um, where was it? Note: We are constantly under attack by Russian denial of service attacks, likely Kremlin ordered. And you, may, <laughs> yeah, and, right. and you may have trouble sometimes accessing us. All we can ask is that you try again in a few minutes. We are working hard at counteracting these attacks, but we do not have the resources they do. No, you spent it on the fucking full page ad in the Financial Times. Hopefully, we will resolve these issues soon. And why that? Why that audience? Why the Financial Times? And who is this, Mark Reinhagen? Well, the whole thing seems to be some sort of a. Uh Something aimed at a, obviously this is all aimed at some people that, uh, that, of which we're not part of. Yeah. Uh, some investment community or something. I mean, what would you do the financial times for? And that's expensive, by the way. Yeah. It's that's not a be. cheap ad. It's gotta be. That's probably like a $50,000 ad or that's something what I'm like saying. that. Maybe. That's what I'm saying. Oh, this site is under massive denial of service attack from Russian hackers. They've got a scroll. Our own security experts are doing everything they can to counteract these, to contract these constant attacks. We are not always able to keep the site up. If you have trouble loading SOS Georgia, please try again in a few minutes under pictures of burning buildings. Please don't let them shut us up. Free speech means freedom of access to the web. If you can help, please write us. And they've got pictures of tanks and burning buildings. All right. <laughs> well, we don't know yet, but you're right. Too, Someone out too there is going to figure it out. It's way too slick. Too slick. Yeah. Yeah, someone will get it for us. Hopefully, there's a what was the uh, TBR TBR News I think is the site. Hold on, TBR. I'm looking at I'm looking at Rob Tech's right now, which shows all the all their servers. Rob Tech's. Yeah, it's a. It's it's hard to tell you what this site what Rob Tech's does, but you, they do a lot of. Uh, SOS Georgia domain control by four name servers at Severa Severa. Can't pronounce it. S e r v dot l t. Yeah, somewhere in the same IP network. Blah blah blah. It's just a break. It just breaks down websites. Yeah. Oh, here's some other ones. The warring the war in Georgia dot com is another one. Which uses the mail server. And at least 100 other hosts share the name servers with this domain. The dub, the war in Georgia.com, blah, blah, blah. This is so, obviously something so done by do, intelligence. Uh, what was the, what was the, the war in Georgia.com. You should really get that through internet, 
Mm. What would now? What was the other one though? The um, the data centers, the war in Georgia. Oh, the na- there's your name servers. It doesn't necessarily. No, no, no. Not, no, just... no I understand how name servers work. You no, know, the the name of the of the hosting company. They don't have it. The war in Georgia is registered at GoDaddy, <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, but to who? Go to GoDaddy and see who owns it. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. It's just... Uh, oh, interesting. Know, and they're using those same name servers. Okay. Hmm. Whatever. Anyway, somebody will look it up for us. Somebody that has, you know, more interest than we do. Yeah. We just know it looks kind of hokey. Or not hokey, it looks too Meanwhile, slick. there's no armada in the Black Sea. No ships here. Keep on sailing. This little site, Robtex, also has a little map, which is kind of interesting. That's cool. That's cool. Right. You got anything else, John? Because I don't want to just get stuck on. No, I don't know. Yeah, we get stuck going in here doing searches while we're talking right to a <laughs> I know, show. I know. And you know, hey, I just saw something now. <laughs> so um, and that's the problem with the with the net. I mean, in fact, we do this when we do the Twitch show too. It's like you know, we everyone gets on the computer. And the next thing we know, we're like You're not sharing. Talking, yeah. <laughs> Stop talking. It was. Uh, I liked the last Twitch show. It was pretty good. Was it? Yeah, it was okay. Um. I, I think you were right about calling Kevin Rose out about, yeah, dude, you always do this. You always tease shit and never give us anything. No, he so, does. Well, he, yeah, but at least he gave something. I, yeah, I know he doesn't mean to. No, I understand. But he's just constantly doing it. Yeah. So maybe he'll, you know, think about it in the future. Make sure you But check- I did talk him in again to, to exposing one of his details. Did you notice that? Uh, which one was that? I probably did. I forgot. Something. Something about what he believes something's going to happen. He didn't want to be embarrassed if it didn't. You know, oh, kind of thing yeah, like yeah, anybody yeah. cares. Yeah. Anyway, it looks like the war in Georgia dot com is the real key for people out there who want to research this. These guys. Anyway, uh, no, that's about it. I, there's some news. You know, there's going to be the, the Republicans are going to have their crummy convention this week, which will probably be <laughs> dull. You're going to Minnesota. Are you still going? No, 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 no. That uh, what is, happened? No, uh, well. I, I still plan on going, but I won't be uh, uh, doing the emceeing. So here's what happened. So you got bumped? No, well, not not entirely. It was miscommunication on my part. You know, so I'd already said yes, I'm coming. You got it. Uh, I said that to their main guy, Dan, Don Rasmussen, and um, and then he said, "Well, I'll have someone call about flights." And I'd kind of already uh, arranged my own stuff. I'm like, you know, I, 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 I'll take care of that. I don't need anything from them. Uh, you know, they can keep, keep their money in their pocket. And so she, uh, Shelly had called me and I thought, oh, yeah, I'll call her back after I get back. She was Wednesday or Thursday when I was in San Francisco. So I'll call her back on Monday and, uh, you know, just tell her everything's all arranged. And so, yeah, yeah, I was, I was on San Francisco time. So I kind of, you know, forgot about it until I got back. And then, um, you know, all of a sudden it's like they had this, um, some uh, democratic uh, governor or whatever and then, you know well, we couldn't reach you and it's like okay whatever no worries i'd still like a backstage pass <laughs> so it was going to uh, have some democratic governor do the mc don't they haven't they watched the obama show and had a clue they need some showbiz people out front yeah well that's okay hey, I, it's it's not it's not about me or about you know sp- me speaking it's uh 
That's what Obama says. He said the Rush Limbaugh did a thing on this. They they dissected his speech mm-hmm. and they had him saying I I I I I I, and it was like there must have been a thousand instances where it says I I I yeah. do this I do yeah. that and this and then at the very end he's there's two jokes in the speech. One of them at the very end after all this I I I <laughs> was. But it's not about me. <laughs> it's about you. Was yeah. a classic, uh, which is very funny. But the funnier one was was another one the right wingers jumped on, which was Obama saying throwing the line out, "I am my brother's keeper." And so then they cut to pictures of his brother in Kenya living in the mud hut. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Yeah, right. He hasn't given him a nickel. Dude, no, I'm telling you, his that family there in Kenya, you're wrong about that. There's some powerful mojo going on there. Don't be don't let the mud hut uh, throw you off. There's uh he does come from power in Kenya. There's something going on. It needs to be yeah, investigated. It does. Alitalia uh, uh went into chapter 11. Did you know that? No. Yeah, this, when was this? Uh, for yesterday. This is big because there is no, or there was no chapter 11 equivalency in Italy. And so after they already pumped 400 million euros into trying to save this thing, um, they changed the actual bankruptcy law for Alitalia to go into this, you know, new form of, uh, I guess we'd call it receivership almost. Right. Uh, so they have bankruptcy protection, which herefore did not exist in Italy. So they just changed the law just to make it easy. And uh, but no one wants to buy it. You know, everyone wants a piece. And so literally part of from what I understand, part of the way it's supposed to work is they uh, Alitalia, they're going to shed off all of the bad bits, which is, uh, let's see, everything and uh, and literally dump that. And they're going to restart with a new Alitalia, which will be pretty much nothing more than the brand and whatever employees they decide to keep. And that is what uh, KLM is interested in investing in, but they don't want the whole thing. Um, and who else? Let me see. Maybe I can find it here. I know KLM, uh, Air France KLM, I should say. KLM doesn't, isn't, it's really Air France. Um, who else was interested? Maybe it was American or... No, the only one mentioned in the Financial Times today is Air France KLM. So um, that's a, mm. that's a huge deal because they do all the flights in Italy. I mean, everything. Right, which is the way you know, that system is obviously falling apart. Yeah. So I thought. Huh. So yeah, I thought that was pretty big. Yeah, what's interesting is they get the money grab of the four hundred million. All the executives get paid. Every, every, yeah, with, everyone got with out. bonuses. With yep. bonuses, yep. Yep. and then they fold the whole thing, and then they go off and do their own thing someplace else. But they don't have to worry about working again. And you know, they have the military on the streets now in Italy. You know that, right? No, You're kidding me. Really? Yeah, they've no, got I don't uh, know. in Rome. I mean, they haven't reported. I don't see that reported here. Yeah, no. Um, Berlusconi ordered the military. I mean, I think this is all still part of the. Uh, the gypsies they want to get rid of that they you know they they burn the gypsies houses and uh, these are illegal immigrants and um so yeah there's uh, thousands of um, uh, troops on the streets of Rome Milan um uh, Rome Milan uh, Venice even um and you know maybe only 2 or 3000 per city but still just to get rid of gypsies yeah, just to make everyone feel good. You could Google it. I mean, this happened a couple of weeks ago. It's been going on for weeks. Huh. Yeah. Well, we were kept in the dark here. Well, this is after Berlusconi also changed the rules so that, um, you know, to make so the, 
the courts more efficient, exactly. Um, they're not going to investigate fraud cases that date prior Against to... Against him. No, no, that date prior to like 2003 or whatever it was, which was... Whenever it was that he created. Exactly, yeah, right. whenever he uh, may have allegedly committed some crime. Hmm. Interesting. To hell in a handbasket, I tell you. Yep. And that's what we talk about on this show. That's right. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> nothing. We know we don't know anything about nothing, damn it. And right, All don't right, care. So, so yeah, so I guess you're right. It's going to be. Uh, it probably won't be as good a show. Who could be a great speaker at the Republican convention? Who they got could, nothing. Really? Hmm. You should look at this drop.io slash no agenda, John, that I set up. I hope you are checking that out from time to time. I look at it once in a while. Okay. Because you know the, a lot of the things that. Uh, a lot of things we talk about here, they do, the research is done on it. For instance, my pulse energy weapon concept. Oh, you know, everybody's just, you know, you're, you're pushing your luck with this stuff. <laughs> what's what's the name of the, uh, what is it, drop, what is it again? Drop.io slash no agenda. And it's cool because um, you people out there listening, you can upload stuff, you can do research, you can drop files, you can call in voicemail. Uh, you can subscribe to it. Even uh, it'll even it includes enclosures so that if there's an audio file, it'll drop into your aggregator, or your iTunes, or whatever. It's cool. These guys are awesome. I love what they're doing. We're gonna run out of space on this one pretty quick, though. Yeah, I do a no agenda two. Why? Well, you said we're running out of space. No, I'll, I'll ask them. I'll, they'll give us an upgrade. I just gotta contact them. They're still in alpha or whatever or beta. I don't know. Yeah, here's the one that Britain's too unruly. It's in here. Yeah, sure it is. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. All right, well, about, I'll go and over and, and see if the, I can use anything in the blog. Yeah, and check out, what is that? You got a phone call? No, that's a train. <laughs> there's some There's some train that comes by every day around this time. He's not really that close to me, but this idiot. Always, comes, always toots. There's no crossing <laughs> within like a mile either direction where you're hearing that horn honk. And the guy comes through because there's a bunch of residences down there. I'm at the top of a hill and I can see down there. And they just, I think he just does it as a joke. No, John, what it is, is don't you remember when you were a kid, you used to drive by the radio station, honk really loud, see if they could hear it on the on air. This is what the guy's doing. He's like, hey, man, I'm going to honk. We'll hey, wait on, a minute. We'll be on hey, no stop agenda. right there. We'll be on I no agenda. I still do that. <laughs> <laughs> we had at the uh, back in the day. Uh, this is, just reminds me. We uh, we were working at the very early NOS studios. This is 1983, and um, it was not. You know, it was almost like a Russian setup. You know, state run. Uh, everything was gray. All the cabinets were gray. Big black bake light knobs for everything. Uh, and for echo or um, yeah reverb, there was no digital equipment at the time. They actually had a room, a plate room. Filled wow. with these huge plates that they you could manipulate, and they could uh, jack in a different plates to give different type types of echoes and reverbs. And when the when the mic cracked on the Evangelical uh, show, uh, which was uh, opposite to ours on a different uh, frequency, we if, if we would put on a record, and we go because located right near the men's bathroom. And when their mic cracked, then we'd start stomping around and yelling and banging on the door, and you could really hear it on air because it would come through the reverb on the microphones. <laughs> Ah, oh, the good old days. Yeah, well, mm. them good old days. Yeah, we don't have. Re Actually, I remember when the reverb boxes first came out, pre-digital. Those things little, are actually <clears throat> little coil. Yeah, those things are actually collectible. Oh, I'm sure they are. 
<clears throat> I guess that's it for us. Okay, hold on. Then in that case. No pistachios. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Wait, how come it's not, what's not happening here? Ah, shit. There we go. Ah. That really tells you it's time to wrap things up. All right, John, what are you doing this week besides watching the convention? Uh, probably uh, going to work on some website stuff and uh, try to get to some writing done that needs to be finished mm -hmm. and before the election. And um, probably not much else. It's just, uh, you know... Nothing. Just another September day Just in Silicon trying Valley. Trying to clean the house, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm sticking around here. Unless unless I decide uh, Monday to go to uh, Minneapolis. All right. But honestly, I'm tired. Uh, okay. Uh, oh, yeah. Twit, you doing it? Uh, I I don't know. I think so. Okay, that's good because I like that for my for my Monday walk. It's a big deal. Mm. If you're so listening to this show once in a while, <laughs> please. All right, everybody, uh, that's it for this week. Coming to you from Gitmo East. I'm Adam Curry, and from Gitmo Nation West. <laughs> yeah. I'm John C. Yes, yes, yes. I'm John C. Dvorak, also in Silicon Valley North, which is a place that really doesn't exist. Don't ask a cab driver. I'm John C. Dvorak up here. It's uh, as the sun's coming out, and we'll see you next week right here on No Agenda. <laughs>